Hi, good afternoon and welcome to the Market Wrap for week ending the 2nd of July 2021. APW, Stuart Williamson here at the helm. Now, what are we going to talk about this week? This week we're going to talk about competing for and buying property in a booming market. Frequently asked questions. Why this now? Because there seems to be a fair amount of confusion and, 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 and unsurety about how best to get yourself ready to go and buy a property. And so I thought I'd just clarify it. Simply done. First thing, what's the first thing to do? Look at your research. What do you really want? I mean, if you look at um, Manchester, and you've got Manchester with an average wage of £29,000 and an average house price of 185000 that's about 6 to 1. In London, it's 13 to 1. So although there are special circumstances why London will go up, Will it go up as much as Manchester in the short term? Will it be a value for money market? I think probably Manchester is a is a, is a better argument. With Manchester, 33% of all people living in Manchester live in rental accommodation. So there's a huge amount of people who want to live in rental accommodation, but at the same time, there's a huge amount of rented accommodation. So you've got to look at these things and try and work out what, what's best for you, what makes sense. Um, where are the post or very nearly post COVID hotspots for property purchase in the UK. Okay, where is it booming? We've got ones that are benefiting from med tech, from medical, from the medical technology, from life sciences, that are places, places like um, Swansea, Cardiff, uh, Cambridge and Oxford. They are booming because of that. You've also got the Midlands booming because of e-commerce. You know, I've said this before, 22% of all trade currently is bought online, um, retail is bought online, food is bought online. You know, it could go as high as 60%, they're saying it could go as high as 50% in the UK, more perhaps in the US. On the negative side, university towns, if you're going to buy a university town with distance learning, will it still be a university town? You know, look at the negative side to it as well. Do your research, Zoopla, um, excuse me for that noise, Zoopla, uh, Ricks, Knight Frank, read all their research. As I say to people, look at the um, um, the podcast that Knight Frank do every Friday, every second Friday. Very good indeed. Look at the property type you're thinking of buying. Is it appropriate? Foxton's research says one to two bed flats on the outskirts of CBDs in cities are the best place to buy. Hamptons International say two or three bed houses in commuter towns or edges of cities so they can commute in. They also go on to say that 10%, 10% fall in rent for every extra room that you have after those two to three beds. They also say that gardens don't pay rent, children don't pay rent, and animals don't pay rent. So what do you want in your flat or your house? Okay, do a lot of investigation, look at satellite mapping, look at developments, go online to council websites, you know, Crossrail 2 may be very good, but what if someone builds a supermarket in the bottom of your road and he can't get into your park anymore? So you need to look at those sort of things. If it's going to be a potential home you're buying, then go and rent for a while. Spend six months renting. You know, I've got some friends who bought in Melbourne for their son. It turns out that the, on a Friday night after the chipper closes down the way, the kebab house, they clean their vats. The house stinks of fat from down the road and the washing stinks of fat that the, the sun puts out. So it's no good at all. 
Follow me, if you, end up, if you can end up back in the UK, it's best to buy in your own name and have that income from the property put onto your income so it puts you into a high tax bracket, or it's better to do it through a company and pay 17% corporation tax, or whatever it is. You'll work that out. Okay, so let's say you've worked it all out in your head, you've got a list of what it's gonna cost you, you know, and as Father Christmas says, you're checking it once, you're checking it twice. Okay, don't just check it twice, check it 10 times. Add 25% onto your costs of what you think it's gonna cost, and then you've got a real cost because there's always something that goes wrong, trust me. Okay, first thing to do when you phone, phone you're going to have to get the place. Have you got a dip? Okay, an in-principle decision from a lender to get a mortgage. Have you got proof of, proof of funds? Have you got your passport copy? Have you got your proof of address? Get those ready and give them to your, your conveyancer and give them to, get ready to give them to any potential vendor because you can prove that you have everything ready to go and puts you at the front of the queue. At the same time, make sure they know you're not in a chain, you're buying from overseas, it's either you know, a 30% cash deal with a mortgage ready to go, and you can act now, because that's what people want. How else can you set yourself up to succeed? Set up property alerts, go onto websites and get property alerts sent to you. We do, the, we do our forum, go into our forum, and you can see properties on there, or we will WhatsApp you properties every day as they come in that could be suitable to you if you have put the correct criteria in and this is important you need to be honest be honest with what you can afford what you want and then also go out and get a buyer's agent buy a, a broker to go and find you a property it's worth paying two percent of the price or a 5k finder's fee because it saves you all the hassle of doing it and tell them as soon as they've seen someone that's good i want a video within 24 hours and i want to be able to make an offer within 24 hours okay so be be proactive, be urgent. Think twice before getting your family or friends involved. I was very lucky in that my sister-in-law got involved in buying a present with my a property with my brother. She didn't speak to me for 10 years. That was quite lucky, really, because I didn't really get on with her anyway. But the point is, it led to a rift in the family. It's best not to include family or friends because it's bound to go wrong. It's odds of law that it will. Um, proactivity, once you, get, once you put an offer in, why not give the solicitor who's acting for the vendor a holding deposit? Here's 500 quid non-refundable. It'll make them think twice if they're going to get that money in their skyrocket. It'll make them think twice about accepting a gazump, accepting someone to come in and buy over the top of you. Finally, when a bid's accepted, don't rely on others to do it. Okay, do it all yourself. Chase it up. Get your buyer's agent to chase it all up. Get your broker, someone like ourselves, make sure we do our job properly. But don't just sit back and think, all right, it's all done now, it's done because it isn't, it's not over till it's over. Finally, double check those figures again. Make sure you've got enough money to do it, then go and buy it. Finally, uh, final finally, if you're not interested in all that hassle, buy off plan, okay? It's not as profitable, for sure, but it's a lot less hassle and it's a good way to start and get into the market. Off plan is good with a good builder, consider that. Thanks, bye.